Section 15 of Captain Cook by Walter Besant. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter 10. The Third Voyage, Part 1. The resolution was again chosen for the voyage, and with her the discovery of 300 tons. Clark, second lieutenant in the former voyage, was put in command of the smaller vessel. Others, who had already sailed with Cook, joined this expedition, among them Anderson, surgeon and naturalist, who proved to be the most minute observer and the best linguist of the company, Lieutenant King, who afterwards succeeded to the command of the Discovery, and had charge of the astronomical and nautical instruments on board the Resolution, while Mr. Bailey, who had been on the second voyage, again went out on board the Discovery as astronomer several of the petty officers had also sailed on the second voyage there were more officers in proportion than was usual in a ship of the royal navy the resolution had three lieutenants the discovery two and other officers in proportion this was a practice commonly observed in long and dangerous voyages partly with the view of easily putting down any attempt at mutiny cook however states that he brought with him officers for the special service of constructing charts taking views of coasts and headlands and drawing surveys of bays and harbours an artist weber went with them to make drawings of the places where they should touch the best-known portrait of cook is by weber omai the tahitian who had been brought to england in the last voyage also went out with cook to be landed on his native shore he was laden with presents of all kinds. In respect of wages, the ships were put upon the establishments of sloops of war. As for the sailing instructions, they may be summed up in general terms. The commander was to find a northeast passage from the Pacific to the Atlantic if possible. He was also to get together every kind of information in geography, in tides, currents, shoals, rocks, harbors depths and soundings natural productions fruits grains minerals metals and people he was also to take possession with the consent of the natives a charming touch of official hypocrisy in the name of the king of great britain and ireland of convenient situations in such countries as may be discovered and so on with these instructions and fully equipped the expedition set sail from Plymouth Sound on July 11th. The following is the skeleton route of this voyage. February 6th, 1776. Commission to command the resolution received by Captain Cook. He went on board and began to enter men. The discovery, 300 tons, also purchased and command given to Captain Clark. May 29th, sailed to Longreach. June 25th weighed anchor and made sail for the downs july eleventh sailed from plymouth august first through fourth tenerife october eighteenth through november thirtieth table bay december twelfth islands discovered by marion and crozet named by cook prince edward island marion's and crozet's islands december twenty fourth through thirtieth kerguelen island Christmas Harbor examined and explored. January 24, 1777. Van Diemen's Land, Adventure Bay. February 10th. 
New Zealand. February 11th through 25th, Queen Charlotte Sound. February 29th, Mangia Island discovered and visited. April 1st, Watia discovered and visited. April 4th, when Nuete discovered and visited. April 6th, Harvey's Island visited. April 13th, Palmerston Island found to be a group of small islets. April 24th, past Savage Island. April 28th, Anamango, Comango, and Falafajuca. April 29th, Anamuka, Friendly Islands. May 17th, Hepai. May 21st, Lafuga, Friendly Islands to nearly due south. May 22nd, Tongatabu, the Society Islands, including August 12th, Tahiti, September 30th, Eimeo, October 12th, Huahaine, and December 8th, Bola Bola. January 20th, 1778, Atui and Onehio, Sandwich Islands. March 7th, Coast of America. April 24th, Nootka Sound. May 11th, Kays Island. June 19th, Selenmagan's Islands. June 27th, Unalashka. August 3rd, Death of Anderson, Surgeon and Naturalist. July 9th, Cape Prince of Wales, Most Westerly Point of North America. Spent July chiefly in sailing about open sea beyond Bering Straits. Corporal Lydiard in Kippis. October 26th, sailed for sandwich islands november twenty sixth discovered maui november thirtieth discovered hawaii february fourteenth seventeen seventy nine cook killed august second clark died of consumption gore took command of the resolution king of the discovery october fourth seventeen eighty arrived at the nore during the voyage, the Resolution lost five men by sickness, three of whom were ill at start. The Discovery lost none. The account of this voyage, from which the two captains never returned, was published in three volumes quarto, the first and second from the log-books and journals of Captain Cook, and the third by Captain King, who succeeded Captain Clark in command of the Discovery. Dr. Douglas, Bishop of Salisbury, edited the work unfortunately he also doctored it and though he says in his introduction that cook's journal was faithfully adhered to he also owns to incorporating a quantity of matter from anderson's journal to prevent the possibility of mistake the editor submitted the first two volumes to king who is entirely responsible for the third all that the editor has to answer for are the notes occasionally introduced in the course of the two volumes contributed by captain cook and the introduction it is however quite clear that many portions of the work have been rewritten or touched not it is true in the lumbering style of dr hawksworth but still touched the straightforward directness and simplicity of cook's own narrative of the second voyage are gone the venerable and learned bishop could not understand that it was his religious duty to present the very words of the dead navigator these given without alteration he was at liberty to add what notes he pleased and to enrich the work with anderson's observations which are certainly admirable 
but not to incorporate them with the body of the work so that the reader is dragged from cook to anderson and from anderson to cook the editor afterwards acknowledges also that captain king gave advice and directions in a variety of instances when the journal required explanations lieutenant roberts was also frequently consulted and particular obligations are due to mr wallace who cheerfully took upon himself the trouble of digesting from the log-books the tables of the route of the ships one mr wegg also assisted and the honourable mr davies barrington and mr tennant and mr bryant who followed captain cook in his study in fact a large number of eminent hands assisted in the production of the work and if after so much assistance there is still much of the original journal left we ought to be thankful to the editor i have before me however a journal of the voyage which has never before been published kept by george gilbert of the resolution he appears to have gone out as master's mate or midshipman on board the discovery by the successive deaths of captain cook and captain clark he was promoted to be lieutenant george gilbert's father had been master on the endeavour during the first voyage and on the resolution during the second he retired from active service and lived at fareham in hampshire to the age of ninety-one his son who on the return of the expedition received promotion died of smallpox immediately afterwards the journal fell into the possession of the late dr doran whose wife belonged to the gilbert family it has been most kindly lent to me with the permission to use it for this volume by mr alban doran many details of interest which are omitted in the official journals have been preserved in this log i propose to follow the voyage the route of which has been given above with the assistance of mr gilbert of the resolution partly because cook's own account as we have seen has been so much edited and partly because this narrative is at least new while cook's doctored by the bishop and his friends has been in the hands of the world for a hundred years all the voyages of the latter half of the last century as i have already said lie on the borderland between the ancient and the modern we are as yet too near the navigators of the time to feel the charm of adventure as we feel it in the voyages of drake and raleigh or later in those of dampier they belong to a trying period in the history of a book of travel a hundred years more and cook will have become as he really was the last of the old navigators the successor the last in the long list of magellan tosman quiros drake and the rest a hundred years more and cook's descriptions of the polynesians and australians will be invaluable as a record of things long since passed away even the people of the islands will have disappeared there will not be a single survivor of the friendly islanders or of the gentle natives of tahiti or of the fierce warriors of new zealand as for information or observation on the manners and customs of the natives gilbert's journal affords little or none that is new on the contrary his remarks concerning them are of the briefest evidently he and with him the great body of the officers had no training as to the value of such observations or the method of making them anderson for instance furnishes many pages on the tasmanians and has put together a short vocabulary of their language gilbert sums them up quite in the proverbial style they wear no clothes and are not ashamed they know no arts 
except the natives of terra del fuego they are supposed to be the most ignorant race of people existing which is quite enough attention for a british officer to bestow upon these people let us run through the journal and select those passages which supplement and illustrate cook and king and throw light on the daily life and conversation of the officers and men at queen charlotte's sound the new zealanders can hardly be persuaded to come on board probably in fear of retaliation for the murder of the adventures men three years before i think says gilbert that nothing can be a greater proof of their treachery than their suspecting it in us in cook's account we presently read that he went ashore with a party of men in five boats to collect food for the cattle the reason for this exhibition of strength is thus given in gilbert's log the spelling of the gallant officer is preserved in this extract but modernized in those that follow a boat was sent every day to different parts of the sound with eight or ten people to cut grass for the cattle i was in that party and it was lucky for us that we never met with any of the natives for though we had arms with us yet they might have rushed from the woods and cut us off the ship not being able to give us any assistance one day when we were at long island a quarrel happened at the ship with the natives when an old man came on board and told captain cook that some of his countrymen had a design upon our boat at the same time they saw three or four large canoes full of men going over to where the boat was sent from the ship manned and armed to bring us intelligence and see whether anything had happened she arrived in time for we had seen nothing of the natives but however we were ordered to come on board the next day captain cook made an excursion up the sound with five boats and fifty or sixty men well armed to cut grass we went up about twelve miles and cut two boatloads on our return we put into grass cove the place where the adventure's boat's crew consisting of a mate a midshipman and eight men were cut off and et upon the spot by the natives no place could be more favourable for such intentions as the wood was so thick that the natives could approach close to them before they were discovered we saw four or five of them who seeing our numbers were afraid to come near us till we made them to understand that we had no intentions to hurt them we had reasons to believe there were a great number of them in the woods as those with us frequently called to them we returned to the ship that night End of section 15